0: It's time to decide, are you in or are you out? So I just put on Twitter, Ty Butler, uh, Jake Asman, we're going to 2.30 today. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, he's at Jake Asman. I'm at Ty D. Butler. All the Bills fans are getting all emotional and mad because I put, you know, keep picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl, though, with all crying emoji faces. And it's just because I got to see it happen first. All, all of, And we're going to get to end it out in a moment. But I want to see it happen first. Every year they have high expectations. The furthest they've gone is in one season they went to the AFC Championship game and lost to Patrick Mahomes in a game where they led by 13 seconds with a chance to win and couldn't find a way to get a stop. So the Bills, Mafia, and you want to jump, you know, jump through Inferno lace tables, have your fun, do all the crazy stuff you want. But don't tell me this team is going to win the Super Bowl until they actually get to the playoffs and, and not almost lose to a third-string quarterback uh, in uh, Skylar Thompson last year, get blown out by the Bengals, can't beat Mahomes in the big spot. So you can make all the Jet fan jokes you want, still not going to change the prospect about your team. I'm sorry. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk.
1: I'll tell you what. The Buffalo Bills one week look like they're the best team in the league. And then uh, every other week, they look like they can't stop anybody. And look, I understand that the Jaguars had been in London all week, and maybe that was a built-in advantage. But, I mean, how did the Bills play as well as they did against the Dolphins Then have that type of no-show for a lot of this game before they tried to rally late? It's just, honestly, I think the only thing I know about the AFC this year, Ty, the Chiefs are going to be there because they're the Chiefs with Mahomes and I think every other team in the conference – There's a lot of mediocrity, which is why if the Jets could actually win today, you could actually have a reasonable path where they're playing meaningful games late into the year given their schedule after the bye
0: week. All right, Giants underway right now in Miami. They get the ball first. Matt Breida gets the carry. Uh, He goes for no gain. Uh, But we will continue to keep you posted on that. Let's go to our producers, play a little in or out. What's up, guys? All right, I'll kick it off here. We're not going to start with a 1
2: o'clock game. We're going to start with a 4 o'clock game. That's a bit of a... Bit of an intriguing one for me. The Bengals are at the Arizona Cardinals today. And if you haven't heard, Joe Burrow's a bit hurt. My takeaway from him to 100%. Here is the Bengals' schedule until Thanksgiving. So they got the Cardinals tonight. Seattle Seahawks next week. Then they go to the Niners. The Bills, the Texans who are surprising. And then Ravens Steelers. They are one in three. Are we in or out on the Bengals missing the playoffs? Oh,
0: oh my goodness. You know what? I would love to be in on this, but it feels a tad bit disrespectful. I did hear Joe Burrow say this week that he's starting to feel better. What does it mean? It's a calf injury that can always at any point be re-aggravated, whether it's in a practice, in a game, or you just walking to your fridge. I can't be out on it just because they've been to you know two straight AFC championship games. They've got all this talent. Burrow, I think, is still one of the three best quarterbacks in football. I trust those guys will be able to figure it out. I, I get offensively they've been challenged. We've heard Jamar Chase express his frustration. But I can't be out on them missing the playoffs. Seven teams make the playoffs. Seven teams. And, you know, the Bills don't look great. Miami just got spanked. Mahomes, you give them respect because he's hosted five-state AFC championship games. But I'm not ready to be out on the Bengals making the playoffs. Doesn't look great. Got to win today. But I'm out on them, them missing the playoffs. What do you got, Jake?
1: i'm in on them missing the playoffs i mean that schedule is brutal coming up i mean even if they win today which they should seattle San fran and buffalo their next three i mean there's a, a a chance they're two and five and at two and five i think they're done the afc might be mediocre which i think it is outside of kansas city but i just don't see the path for cincinnati now burrow says he's healthy so if he's truly healthy and he looks like joe burrow I'll change my mind, but I'm not buying it. This is just maybe one of those years where the Bengals take a step back due to injury at the most important position in sports.
3: All right, guys. So one of the biggest stories this week was the signing of Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts agreeing on an extension. And, of course, Taylor's missed the first four games of the Colts season. However, even with the return of their star – Zach Moss has actually done a really solid job stepping up in Jonathan Taylor's absence. So I want to know if you guys are in or out. Given the potential dual back usage of the Colts and only 13 games left on the schedule, Jonathan Taylor will eclipse 1000 rushing yards this season. Jake, what do you think?
1: I'm out on that. Uh, He hasn't played football at all, and I just think teams are going to know that they're going to try and run with Jonathan Taylor and stack the box, so it's going to be tough with a rookie quarterback. I I mean, look, Jonathan Taylor last year had a down year, and he played with injuries. He's going to stay healthy. I'm concerned about what his condition is after not playing the first four games of this season, so. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I'm out on uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor going for over 1,000 yards at this point.
0: Look, I love that he's gotten his money. I thought it was foolish for Indianapolis to, to not pay him. Uh, there are running backs you don't pay. Ones who are older and who don't serve as contribution into you know what your vision is. But when you draft a rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, who's viewed upon as a project, and you've got one of the best offensive weapons in football to help aid him in his development, and the guy's only 24 years old, that's the running back you play. But as far, uh, that's the Back, you pay, but as far as this question is concerned, I'm out. It, it, it's going to have to have some type of a gradual progression. As far as his performance and his stats, I don't think he's going to get to over 1,000. And as you mentioned, Zach Moss has played particularly well. So I do think that at some point in the season, Jonathan Taylor is going to be all—he's going to be most of the offense. But it's going to take some time to get there. And having not played so far this year, I don't think he's just going to come out and just be spectacular. As good as he is, just to be spectacular uh, off the rip, I just don't see it happening. Next. All right. Texans-Falcons
2: are on the way here. It wasn't that long ago that the Texans smoked the Jaguars, who beat Buffalo earlier today. The Texans have the Saints next week, Panthers, Bucks, and then the Bengals, which might be a winnable game. Very quietly, CJ Stratos looked good. Damian Pierce was nearly a 1,000-yard rusher last year. Tank Dells look good. D'Amico Ryans is really impressed in his di- coaching debut season. Are we in or out? on the Texans
0: finishing over 500 this year oh my god so they got to get to nine wins oh my god nine wins for the Texans and yes I, I part of the reason why I'm rooting for Houston is because D'Amico Ryans look I'm not gonna hide it I'm an African-American man and they have not been given opportunities to, to get these head coaching jobs so when I see it happen I'm rooting for him. and CJ Stroud coming out You know, he got the start early, right away, and I gave you the stat earlier. He's the first quarterback in NFL history through his first four career games, 1,200 passing yards. He's got six touchdowns, no interceptions, so he's been great. But to get to nine wins, they've got Cincinnati on the schedule. They've got Jacksonville, of course, in their division uh, at the Jets. I'm hoping that's a loss for them. Uh, You know what? I'm in on, on Houston getting the nine wins. Uh, they're gonna beat Atlanta today. New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's played pretty good, but it's not like you know you expect them to be a world beater. I'm in on them getting to nine and eight. So uh, yes, I'm I'm in on the Texans finishing above 500 this year.
1: It's going to be tight. I'm out on it because I think at some point C.J. Stroud will hit a rookie wall. He'll have a game or two where he's not playing this well. Teams will adjust. And I just don't love the rest of their roster. They've overachieved so far. They looked awful through the first two weeks, and they played well the last two. I think there could be some sort of regression coming, but it's going to be close, Ty. With their schedule, you brought it up. They play the entire NFC South the next four games here, and their own division is not great. Indy. Uh, the Jaguars, who they own, already beat them once this year, as you guys brought up. And in the Tennessee Titans, the Texans have actually played very well the last couple of years. So it will be tight. I have the Texans around eight wins, though. So I'll, I'll say out there, one game under five hundred.
3: All right. Now we've got to a tough local question. Uh-oh. A Jets loss today drops them to 1-4 on the season, virtually probably taking them completely out of contention for the division, let alone the wild card. In or out? Should they lose today? Robert Sala loses his job before the season ends.
1: Oh, I'm out on that. I I mean, come on. They're not going to fire him in season. And let's be real. They could go out there and win four or five games. And if Aaron Rodgers wants Robert Sala back, I would lean with Robert Sala getting a mulligan for losing his franchise quarterback on the fourth play of the season. So there's no way that this is an organization that's going to fire a coach in season if they didn't do it with Adam Gase a couple of years ago. So I'd be shocked if Sala is not the coach next year. And I would be as shocked as it have ever been in my sports life if they fired him in season.
0: Yeah, I'm out on that. And by the way, quick update. The Giants, I mean, shockingly, went three and out on their first offensive possession. And Miami's just moving the ball at will on that defense. Just quick routes, quick hits. Uh, Two has got them in the red zone. Uh, so we'll keep you posted on that. I'm out as well. There's no chance Salah's getting fired. I don't care how bad this season is. There's no chance he's getting fired in season. Rodgers... I mean, it wasn't coincidence that he flew to the team hotel and told everyone not to use the Green Bay philosophy he had when you know people were were up in arms about them struggling. But he said, "Relax, like guys, like stop with the pointing fingers," because he wanted to instill that sense of calm. The season's still young; let's not panic. And as long like once Rodgers forfeited thirty-five million dollars of his salary. He essentially became a top decision maker in this organization. So, Woody's going to have to run all of those big-time decisions by his quarterback, and I just don't see that Rodgers, who before the year was praising Salah, having gone up against him, loves him, loves his energy, loves what he does as a coach. I don't think that he's going to approve of that happening, so I'm out on the Jets firing Robert Sala in season.
2: Next. All right, fair enough. If you heard near game day earlier today, you you heard a fun discussion about Brock Purdy. Who plays the Cowboys tonight in the game of the day, game of the week, game of the year so far. And I'll just say it out like this. He's already over a 1,000 yards. He's got a quarterback rating of 85. I'm sorry, quarterback rating of 115, passer rating of 85. I probably got those mixed up. Either way, are we in or out? Should he lead the co- the Niners to victory the, tonight? Should he be a legitimate MVP candidate interrupt.
0: Yeah, so the passer rating is going to be the 115. The QBR is going to be 85. I'm out on it because when you think about the Niners' offensive potency, it all goes back to the guy who scored a touchdown and what is it, 13 straight games, and that's Christian McCaffrey who completely you know wrecks games for them. And Brock Purdy is always going to be viewed by the public as someone who's a game manager, and it's not his fault. It's just a product of what we've seen before Purdy, right? Like, G had success, and it feels like, you know, Trey Lance if it looked like he was going to have success. It just comes across as whoever Kyle Shanahan puts in that system you think is going to be great. So the brilliance of Shanahan being able to utilize any quarterback is going to hurt Brock Purdy's quote-unquote MVP chances in addition to Christian McCaffrey being you know, what he is and how, how prolific he is as, as an offensive player. So I'm out on the Brock Purdy MVP conversation.
1: I'm out on it as well because Brock Purdy is a victim to the talent around him and the coach he has and his draft status. If Brock Purdy was a first-round pick, he'd be getting MVP votes, and it'd be more of a conversation. But because he was Mr. Irrelevant and because of the success to guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and some other quarterbacks they've had at times, Nick Mullins has played well in spot starts over the years there, you're not going to give Purdy the full credit he probably does deserve because I happen to do think he's a pretty good quarterback. That all being said, There's just too many other guys you point to on that team. The coach, the weapons, you brought up McCaffrey and that insane stat that he scores a touchdown every time he plays there. There's just no way he's going to win an MVP over someone like Patrick Mahomes, who we know has that narrative surrounding him that he's the best quarterback in the sport. And I feel like MVP voting a lot of times is a narrative-driven award as well, and Purdy doesn't have the storyline going for him.
0: Uh, quick update, Giants just gave up a touchdown, 2 to Jalen Waddle, so on Miami's opening offensive drive, they go down the field, uh, they put up 7, so the Giants down 7 nothing, seven oh nine left in the first quarter of that game down in Miami. Next time.
3: All right, one last question for you gentlemen this afternoon, and I feel like we've hit upon this already, but I want a definitive answer from both of you. In or out, the Giants will end the season with the worst record in football? <laughs> Oh, man.
0: Like to, Wow, that's interesting. The worst—are they going to have the number one pick? I'm out on that. I still think—like, there's a path to it, obviously. When you look at Chicago and how they played the last couple of weeks, the Panthers are still winless. There are a lot of bad teams in the NFL right now. Uh, but as far as them having the worst record in football— I, I have to be out on that. I'm, I'm taking a look at all the winless teams. It's it's just Carolina. Right? Yeah, just Carolina. But, like, Arizona has one win. Chicago, Minnesota, they have one win. You've got Denver, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, will one win. And then, obviously, the Jets and the Patriots. Uh, but I'm out on that. I don't think the Giants are going to be the worst team in football. At some point... They're going to stumble into some wins. They seem to own the commanders. They went uh, 1-0-1 against them last year. Probably should have been two wins, but they're going to stumble into some wins, whereas these other teams are going to start tanking. And I just don't see that Brian Dable and Joe Shane, having just paid their quarterback $40 million, are going to look to tank. So I'm out on them being the worst team in football record-wise.
1: I'm out on it as well. They might be the worst team in the league right now with how they're playing. But they're not going to remain the worst team in the league. There's just too many teams that are worse. And I'll tell you what, if they are the worst team in the league, they got a clean house. You can't pay Daniel Jones $40 million, have the coach of the year, and then you're the worst team in the NFL after you went to the divisional round of the playoffs next year. It's not going to get that bad. This is a team that wouldn't shock me if they're picking in the top five, if it really goes off the rails here. But worst team in the league? No way. There's too many teams that are worse than the Giants. They'll win some games late and when the schedule softens up.
0: That does it for out. Thanks to our guys, Tom and Harvey. Quick uh, look at the scoreboard in the NFL. Texans, early 3-0 lead in Atlanta over the Falcons. Panthers and Lions are scoreless. You've got the Giants, who I just mentioned, gave up a touchdown uh, to the Dolphins. They're down 7-0. No scores in Saints-Patriots and Pittsburgh, where the Ravens are taking on the Steelers. Uh, We are scoreless with the Colts and the Titans. And then the Lions just scored a touchdown. Looks like David Montgomery gets into the end zone uh, for a touchdown. They're up 6-0 pending the extra point. And then Falcons... Uh, the officials did rule it was a touchdown uh, for Ritter. Is that Ritter who just scored for the Desmond Falcons? Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter, who, who's, been, who's been awful so far to start the year. So it's a uh, you know good start for him in this game. They go up 7-3 to over Houston. We'll keep you posted on these scores. Coming up, taking your phone calls at 800-919-3776. Ty Butler, Jake Asman leading you into pregame coverage of the Jets and the Broncos. Dan Grossick Rick Butter on the way. We'll be with you until 2.30 right here on 98.7 ESPN.
4: Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacob
1: show on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Oh, we're back. Here we go. Ty Butler, Jake Asman, going until 2.30 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Giants down 7-0 in Miami, but they're moving the ball. So, you know, signs of encouragement there. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that game. The Jets are in Denver. It is a massive, massive affair. Uh, you had a chance to... Really make the case that you're still in the playoff hunt. Now, I don't want to come across as if I'm overreacting to a Jet performance that saw the quarterback put up 20 points last week. Which, by the way, the first time the Jet offense scored 20 points since, what was it, early December of last year against Minnesota. And and people listening will say, well, they scored 22 against the, the Buffalo Bills in week one. They scored 16 on offense, and then special teams got them the six points that got them to 22. But it was clearly the most encouraging sign of Zach Wilson's career, and I don't want to overreact or overstate what he did, but if you're a Jet fan, you look at the fact that he was taken number two overall. This was a guy who was highly talented. Their talent is, is obviously there. It's just that he's been, you know, victimized by his own bad decision making immaturity, whether it's on the field or what he's saying in press conferences, so you're hoping that last week can be the sign, the foreshadowing of things to come, and if they find a way to win this game, then they're to dream a little bit about what this team can potentially do the rest of the season when when the schedule lightens up a bit after they get past Philadelphia.
1: You're hoping that what Zach did last week establishes some sort of like baseline competency for him going forward. He does not need to play as well as he played for large stretches of that game, for this team to be successful. Like, they were winning games last year when Zach Wilson was thrown for 110 yards in the game. They were winning games last year when Zach Wilson, I think, had four or five games in a row where he didn't throw a touchdown. You know, they, they were five and one during that stretch. Like, there were games last year. Zach Wilson lost four games tie, and the Jet defense allowed three total touchdowns. They lost a game in New England where they did not allow a touchdown (laughs) and they lost on a walk-off punt return. So, if Zach could just step up his level of play to go from the worst quarterback not named Josh Rosen over the last 10 years to just being a serviceable backup who could get the ball to his playmakers and can rely on a running game and defense, they can win games. What excites you as a Jet fan is Zach didn't look good last week for his standards. He looked good for anyone. Like, that, that drive coming out of halftime was best quarterback in the league type of stuff with some of the back shoulder throws and stepping up and putting the velocity on that dart on third and eight in the uh, you know in the red zone to Alan Lazard. Like, he looked great. I-, I can't expect that every game from Zach, but can I expect him to go out there and maybe play with some confidence now and rely on Brees Hall and this defense to win games? I-, I think that's why Jeff fans are excited because it was the first time you saw a kid who looked like the second pick in the draft actually playing like it. And that's that's what gives you hope but he's never had good two good games in a row, so I'm sitting here today nervous, thinking the Jets should win, but the, the, the great unknown is what version of Zach Wilson are we now gonna see going forward?
0: I mean and to to circle back to last year, we watched how miserable that season was after they started seven and four. Because you you, you kept feeling like, all right, this is the week Zach is going to become the guy. This is the week. This is the week. And then, you know, a six-game losing streak later, uh, you're, you're looking for another quarterback. Five losses they had last year. Where their defense held the opposing team to twenty or fewer points. That cannot happen. It's hard to win in this league and this passing league, where offense is you know become bigger than ever before with all the rule changes and the quarterback play being what it is. It's hard to win if you're not scoring touchdowns. That sounds elementary, but that's that's the that's the case. So for today, it has to be about. You know, him doing the simple things correctly, but also making plays. And you know what he didn't talk about? So I'm watching that Chiefs game last week, Conklin, right? The touchdown that, you know, hit his hands and he drops it. And I was frustrated. And a lot of my Jet fans' friends are saying, oh, it's a tough play. It's not a great throw. You got to make plays for your team, man. Like, that's a game-changing play. So there are five different plays you can look at from last week that you say, if it goes the other way, just win that game. Today, you're, pl- you're not playing the defending champion Chiefs. It's not prime time with the world watching. We're not fresh off of Joe Namath destroying you on the K-Show. You are probably, you know, emotionally and mentally in the healthiest place you've been in on the- in quite some time. So it's on Zach to come out here today and show what he can do.
1: You look at some of those plays you brought up. they got to help them. You're 100% right. The Conklin drop, tough play, but you got to make that catch. How about the Michael Carter drop right before oh the end God. of the first half? You, you don't settle for a 52-yard field goal after Garrett Wilson makes that incredible sideline catch to get you back in field goal range. If Michael Carter catches that pass, it's at least a 40-something-yard yep. field goal that Zerline easily makes. C.J. Mosley, I know he finally caught one of the passes that hit him in the hands last week, but that first one he dropped, he had nothing but green grass in front Pick of him. Take six. That, That's, I mean, it's week just, one all
0: over again. I know. did we see that? What was it against? No, that happened against New England, too. It's
1: it's been happening all year long. Every game he drops at least one that hits him in the hands. You know, the Jets need to make the plays around the quarterback. Yes, they need Zach to obviously play better than he did against New England. Everyone understands that who's watched any football in their life. But they got to help them because we all said, hey, Zach Wilson plays mediocre, and this team around him is good enough to win. Well, obviously against the Chiefs, you were not going to be good enough around Zach if he's just mediocre. You had a chance to win that game, and you didn't get it done. But all the good vibes from a loss, by the way, go out the window if you don't take what you did last week and win this game today. Like, There's no such thing as a moral victory when you're 1-3 now 1-4 if you lose to Denver. That's why this game means everything. There's the Sean Payton dynamic, of course, but you got to end a three-game losing streak. And by the way, what, this is a Jets team that's lost nine of their last ten games? If you go back to the end <laughs> last of last year? year yep. So win the game. Because we got to find out about this coaching staff. Yep. I know Robert Sala probably gets a mulligan because of the Rodgers injury, but don't you want to feel like you have the right coach in place so when Aaron is back next year you have a great chance to go on a Super Bowl run? That's why these games still matter, even if you know the Jets' Super Bowl dream essentially died four plays into the season.
0: Great point. And if you see me smiling, it's not that I'm smiling at the fact that the Jets have lost nine of their last ten games. I just saw Mac Jones throw yet another pick six, which means he's now responsible for four defensive touchdowns. He's got three pick sixes and one fumble six. Uh, so four defensive yeah. touchdowns for Mac Jones, five offensive touchdowns. The Patriots, who I picked to win this damn game right now uh, at home against the Saints, are trailing 7-0. Quick update, Lions up two touchdowns on the Panthers, Falcons seven. Seven three got the Colts up six three on the Titans. Giants I mentioned down seven nothing just took a bad sack uh, that uh, I think knocked them out of field goal range or maybe they still in field goal range. It's four and thirteen from the thirty seven yard line and you have got the Ravens up seven nothing on the Steelers. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Dave in the car. What's up, Dave?
5: Hey, how you doing, Ty? I just wondering, like you know uh, everybody's you know just going crazy because this guy Zach is is pick so high. So, I'm not talking about Tom Brady, but there's so many players, linebackers, any position you want to come up with, that are picked in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth rounds, and they end up being pro bowlers. Just because the guy's picked this high, of course, you expect him to be well, but, it, I mean, he has a good game today. He's, he's beaten up on a terrible team. The, the best thing that could happen is he does terrible, and, and the Jets realize we've got to get another quarterback. we're only going to have, what's his name, for one more year when he comes back and then everything's out of winning the Super Bowl in one year. He's got to come back win two Bowl in one year, and then get out of there. I mean, the, the, I mean, I just don't understand it. It's ridiculous. The other point I'm trying to make is that, like, all these, like, I mean, I'm not talking about you, all these different, you know, uh, people on the radio, Stephen A., this guy, that guy, Greeny. All, you know, why can't anybody ever just come out and say, the Giants are not that good of a team? Why can't they just say that? Why can't they, Well, they, if Daniel Jones did this, if they did that, if they got rid of Aaron Boone, they did it. It's not Aaron Boone's fault. The players aren't that good. Why? New York is like crazy. None of you guys ever could just come out and tell the truth. The team is just not that good of a team. We literally, j- Dave,
0: Dave, 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 Dave. We, 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 in the second hour of the show, started with, you know, is Brian Dable on the hot seat? You know, Daniel Jones, could he be run out of town? We're, 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 they have the worst point differential in football. That's all we've been saying. All, every show has been saying it this week on this station. We've been uttering you know, those same sentiments. They're I'm, a bad sorry, team. I just just okay.
5: I mean, I mean, I get it. I mean, even if what's his name's playing, get, 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 make, sure, make believe he's 100%. Wait, so hang far. on,
0: Dave. No, 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 no. You're not, because you're acu- Dave. you're accusing us of running from the fact that the Giants are a bad team when we literally talked about that for an hour.
5: Okay, but I I just turned on the radio. Okay, just so you can't you, you.
0: you can't render like a uh, you know you're not doing this if you just turn the show on, Dave. Dave are, are you new to sports okay, talk? Right, are uh, you uh, aware that
1: you people one. give opinions, Dave? If you don't
5: hang up on me, all you guys went crazy because we got Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. We're going the Super Bowl. We're going the Super Bowl. He's got to still get out and get out on the field and win football games just because even if he's 100 percent healthy doesn't put them in
1: the Super bowl right so and no one, one should be excited you guys, dave a... you don't want anyone to show any emotion any excitement you just want the games no, to be played I, out it like don't Douglass. don't expect your team to do anything dave don't be don't be excited that they're missing the playoffs 12 no, years in a row for the I'm, upcoming I'm on something season
5: it's called realistic I'm not pessimistic. I'm not optimistic. I'm realistic.
1: So it wasn't realistic realistic for the Jets to feel like they were one of the better teams in the AFC with Aaron Rodgers? Like, what do you want from your sports talk show host? That's not to be honest, to give opinions?
5: That's definitely being realistic, being one of the better teams. Not saying we're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, come Dave, on, Let's uh, Vegas,
0: Dave. all right. I appreciate the call. Uh, the, the The Vegas had the Jets with the sixth best odds to to win a Super Bowl, so it's not like we just made that up. We were looking at a team that had a top five defense last year, that added a four time MVP Hall of Fame quarterback, and you know some weapons with Brees Hall coming back from injury, AVT being added to that offensive line. Garrett Wilson was the offensive rookie of the year. We had Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. There's a lot of talent on both sides. So you were simply looking at a team that was a quarterback away from last year making the playoffs. And now that you add not just a quarterback, a Hall of Famer, then yes, you're in a championship conversation. What the hell is the crime in that? I don't understand what what Dave wants. He's bringing up uh, other people's opinions for breaking
1: down games. That's, that's kind of how this platform works. <laughs> right. You give opinions. It's called Sports Talk Radio. You could agree or disagree, but we, he wants us to come out and just say the Giants are bad, and they're like, okay, that's the end of the segment. No, there's wh- why are they bad? It's called Sports Talk Radio. We then talk about what the opinion is and what the topic is. I, I, that was one of the most bizarre calls I have heard on this radio station in a very long time.
0: And the you know the reaction to the Jets trading. For Aaron Rodgers should just be, yeah, I think they're going to be a good team. We'll we'll see what
1: happens. We've got to see see what happens on the field. No, (laughs) you give instant reaction to the trade, and then you talk about what this move means for the team. That's how this platform called Sports Talk Radio, which has been around for a very long time, that's kind of how it works.
0: Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau looks like he just uh, recovered a fumble. Uh, Is this HN? Uh, the Giants, uh, yeah, A-Chan fumbled. A-Chan has been great for Miami. The Giants' first takeaway of the season comes in Week 5. <laughs> Congratulations. So they're down 7 nothing, and they'll have a chance with a good field position to march down against a-, a Dolphin defense that can be had and see if they can finally put some points on the board after scoring just three against the Seahawks last week. We'll see. Tommy is in Connecticut. Uh, can you guys, can you punch him in? Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy?
4: What's up? Hi, what's up, Jake?
0: What's going on, man? How you doing?
4: All good. Quick shout-out to the company. By Lonnie on Twitter anymore. Um, I think as far as if the Giants want to keep themselves in this game, they're going to need Wink to kind of adjust. I I know he's stubborn and he loves to blitz and play man all the time. I I, I think they got to play a little bit more zone and maybe just rush four, try and keep these guys in front of them because it – this Miami team's like a 4-by-100 track, you know, track meet. And uh, I think that, you know, they're two against the ball out so fast. I think their only option is really just to get in and, and just start to get your hands up and try and decrease some of the throwing lanes.
0: Yeah, Tommy, I appreciate the call. I, I, you got to find something to do. I mean, you, we know, you know, historically, Link Martindale's defense won a blitz. And it's tough to do against a team that gets rid of the ball fast and has all these speedsters on offense, Jake.
1: It's so tough because, you know, the just have so many different ways they can beat you, too. Like, if you start sitting back in zone, they can start running the ball, yep. as we've seen them do, and put up 70 points in an NFL game uh, already this season. I'll, I'll give credit to the Giants. When they went down 7 nothing. you're thinking, oh, here, the route is on, and they kind of stabilized the game here. It's just, are they going to be able to score enough points to be able to, you know, compete? With Miami, Miami can have a bad game and they're still going to put up twenty something points. So the Giants going to be able to come anywhere near that to be able to stay in the mix.
0: That spread was twelve and a half before the before the game. You took Miami, I took the Giants. So I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling okay right now. Forced to turnover first time all season. Kayvon right in the mix of things. Uh, he was supposed to have that second year leap. And he's played better in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but you know this Giant defense was not supposed to be the worst in football. So we'll, we'll see what happens going forward in this game. Keep you posted on that. Uh, we've got the Jets and the Broncos coming up. Of course, we'll continue to dive into the conversation as far as that's concerned. We're going until 2.30. Ty Butler, Jake Aspen, right here on 98.7 ESPN.
4: Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon
1: Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN.
0: There we go. Ty Butler, Jake Asman going into 2.30, leading you into coverage of Jets Broncos. Quickly, I want to revisit something just because I want to set up uh, a comment I want to make. Here was Evan Neal. He's he's sorry for the comments he made. And here was his apology to Giants fans.
6: I'm remorseful. I definitely could have used a better choice of words. You know, coming from humble beginnings myself, I never want to belittle anyone, uh, regardless of their financial status or their occupation. So I really just wanted to apologize for what I said.
0: And he's sorry to the fans.
6: I want the fans to know that I'm a human like everyone else. If you ask anyone that's ever been around me, they always speak highly of me. Nobody's perfect, including myself. And I just want to apologize again for the things that I said yesterday. You know, it's unacceptable. And uh, I just couldn't use a better choice of words.
0: Guess who just allowed another sack for the Giants? That would be one, Neal, where the the, the Miami defender (laughs) runs right around him and Jones gets walloped. So there you go, Neal. Great job.
1: He's just not very good. That's the problem. You go after the fans and you're not good. Uh you're 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 right you're you're basically writing your ticket away from the Giants. You know what I mean? Like your days are now numbered when you call out the fans, even if you apologize. Like the the toothpaste is out of the tube. You can't take it back unless you play better. And this is a guy who has really struggled to a point where we're now comparing him to Eric Flowers. Like that's the name that's being mentioned when you bring up Evan Neal. So he basically expedited his Giants career ending sooner rather than later, unless he starts magically playing better, which I've seen no evidence watching his entire career so far that that's going to all of a sudden happen.
0: And by the way, I, I was looking at PFF's numbers. Uh, Eric Flowers actually grading out better than uh, Evan Neal. So you know that sac, You know that is a, a curse word here in Giants Town. Saying that name. Eric Flowers, but to your point, he's been just as bad, and you know, right now it doesn't look like it's gonna get any better. Because, like you, you make a good point about that—you know, him not being good. Listen, Eli Manning, as good as he, as great as he was, best quarterback in Giants history, two-time Super Bowl champion, we know his resume, he wouldn't be able to go at the fans. He wouldn't be able to make those comments about the fans. LT, Giants faithful, loves him. Might be the best football player we've ever seen. He would not be able to make those comments about Giant fans. So a guy who's grading out just as bad or maybe even worse as Eric Flowers, thinking that he can go up there and troll giant fans and call them out and, and and behave the way that he did last week come on man that is a recipe for you getting you getting sent out of town it's the playbook. Pathetic.
1: I mean, that is the playbook to, to, to jettison yourself. Now, very few athletes have called out the fans and have been able to recover from it. Uh, one of them might be Julius Randle, right? With the thumbs down nonsense yep. and, and his play, he went back to being an all NBA player in the regular season. He kind of won the fans back over a little bit. Now, playoffs aside, you know, that's a conversation. For a different day, but like very few athletes, it can survive going at it with the feds. Like Francisco Lindor had the thumbs down thing, but he was able to bounce back from that because he played really well and had a good season for the Mets. Like it's it's tough when you're not good, like Evan Neal, and you say what you said, even if you apologize, you're forever gonna be known as the guy who said that, unless. He plays better, and I've seen no evidence to suggest that's going to happen all of a sudden.
0: And a couple of things. Julius Randle, one, is a better player than Evan Neal, and it's also easier for, you know, Randle. To, to To put a performance together that allows him to ingratiate himself with the fans because he's one of five guys playing basketball whereas an offensive lineman, like it's going to be, that, like that path is tougher than, you know, for a Lindor who, you know, is actually really good this year and then Randall who is an all-NBA player and I think going to be really good again this year to your point. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. What's up, Artie? Hey, guys. Thanks for
4: taking the call. You know, I, and I'm not saying that, that what the other caller was saying was right about the, you know, the, the, you guys, um, the Jets to win the Super Bowl, but you did say today the Jets should beat Denver. They should. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. First of all, they have, Denver has the better quarterback. They have the better coach. Oh, and they They're know. playing at home. That means that's why they are underdog by two and a half points. So. Wait, stop it for a
0: moment, Hardy. I'll let you finish. Yeah, but think about what you just said. So you think they? And I'm not even here. I'm not even trying to argue this point. I'm just regurgitating what you just said. You think they clearly have the better head coach? They clearly have the better quarterback, and they're at home. Why the hell is the spread two and a half points then? What? Why is the spread two and a half points? They have three massive advantages. Because defensively, Denver gave up 70 points
6: to Miami.
4: We're supposed to have a better defense. They do have a better defense. We don't have a better wide receiver core. We're supposed to have the better running backs. They do. I'm assuming. But we haven't outrushed the, the last four games. We haven't outrushed them. That's why we lost. Who have
1: they played, so Artie? If, who have the Jets played in compared to the Broncos? Who have played the Commanders, the Raiders? Allowed seventy against the Dolphins, and last week we're lucky to play the worst team in the league in the Chicago Bears and come back down twenty-eight. Right. Seven. So
4: I'm, I'm asking you. So you're
1: you're handicapping the game. You're you're playing the Jets' favorite at Denver, correct? Yes. I think the Jets are the better team. I I don't really care what the spread is. I think the Jets are the better team. Okay,
4: and then there's people that
1: disagree. I'm just saying the point of. They usually say the better quarterback and the better
4: coach that's the most important positions right now Denver's got both of those and you're saying I'm not saying they just can't win
0: but that's I, my I, point I'm Artie. they will win, I, I'm that they should win okay but I, sure, I they're the better far. team they, they sh- the, the point that I, I'm making Based is that what in the better team where are
4: they better?
1: Better defense, me better running game. And I will take the Jets coaching staff over the Broncos coaching staff because Vance Joseph is incompetent as their defensive coordinator. Are we not going to bring that up? I,
4: I you, would think, you think that Joseph is a better defensive coordinator? I mean, uh, you think that, that we have the better defensive coordinator right now? Right yeah, now, are, absolutely. You, are you blind, Artie? Are you blind? Of course. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something, okay? If I'm, if I'm playing Dallas, I don't know. I might even play tackle football. I know enough that Parsons number one is their best defensive player, and Lamb is their best offensive player, and they gave him eleven catches for free, for free, and that's a great defensive coordinator. Wait, let me ask give you. Me how, how, break, how, okay, so wait, let me ask
0: you. How the Bears yeah. offense? They were. Everyone was ready to run Justin Fields out of town. How was that Bears right? offense against the Broncos defense last week? Let me hear. Terrible. Okay. Is a good okay, and then you I brought mean, up the Cowboys. Uh, stop it. Stop it. And then you Sixfields brought up. Time out, Artie. going you I'm going to let you finish, Artie. You brought up the yep. Cowboys because that's fair. Yep. The, if the Jets are a great defense, why are they giving up 30 points to the Cowboys? I can argue that you know the four turnovers didn't help, but I don't want to make excuses for the Jets' defense. Tell me why Miami scored 70 points against the Denver Broncos' defense. Educate me. Let so, me hear. From what? Listen, all I know is last year the Denver Broncos— You can't even answer defense. my question because oh, I okay. asked you a question look, about the, the Miami they, Dolphins and you're answering with Denver last Broncos
4: year. They said, they said that they had key— You know how it goes, right, Ty? If you lose Quentin Williams on the Jet team, guess what? Guess what? You'll see the mess that happened last year. If you lose four guys, four key guys on that defense, I don't know who they are. You watch what happens when J.R. Reed
1: out. You're gonna see Eccles race. J.R. Reed. Wow. Watch. What watch. Okay. Reed's out today, right? DJ. Well, already breaking news. If the Jets Reed. lose their star players, they won't be as good on defense. <laughs> Gee, who, who could have came up with that take? Come on, man. That's ridiculous. You can't
4: explain why Denver is such a bad defense. You they gave up 70 points to Dallas. The Dolphins, they're a bad defense, but not less giving up 70 points when they're healthy. Already, who do you
0: have winning this game today? I- I'm curious. Well, based on my screaming and yelling, I'm hoping the Jets win, but I'm not going do we do it then? What are we doing? <laughs> Artie, it could be a close oh game. God. It could be a close game, but we're picking the Jets oh to win. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we just spent all that time <laughs> screaming about nothing. All right, that's a quick <laughs> clock, clock correction. We've got Dan Gross and Greg Bodo coming up at 2.30. Uh, Ty Butler, Jake Asher right here on 98.7 ESPN.
4: Now back to the Ty Butler
1: and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN.
0: I can't believe I've gone the entire show without asking the most important question to my guy, Jake. You a Drake guy?
1: I am a Drake guy. Just dropped an I,
0: album this past I know, Friday?
1: I know. I haven't heard it yet, though. So I'm like a fake Drake fan. Like He'd be one of my favorite rappers if I had to pick one, but I'm not like the biggest music fan where it's like, ah, the album's out, I gotta listen to every second of it, like... I'm sure over time I will hear more and more of his songs, but I'm not like actively going out of my way to like sit down and listen to the whole album at once.
0: So I'm actually disappointed because I've been, you know, praising Harvey and and Tom the whole show. We didn't get any. They know me. They know how much I love hip hop for all the dogs. Just dropped Friday. Drake's the biggest star in, in the genre right now. How do we not get a single song off that album? Explain yourself, Tom. Well, I haven't listened
3: to the album either, so I don't know what's good and what's bad. So I'm not just going to play a random song off the album and All
0: have it be the worst do, thing in the album. I mean, it's not that hard to go to the billboards charts and see. Uh, let me see what's charting. Oh, J. Cole and Drake on a song together. I think that might be good to play on the radio. Doesn't sound that hard.
3: Yeah, well, guess what? Sometimes you don't get what you wish for, Ty.
2: I, I did hear that that Drake and J. Cole song. It's it's uh... Nah, you, you're bugging. Right? I, I love J. Cole. Don't get me wrong, but.
0: The Drake, the Drake, the yeah. Drake
3: Would you like to hear it coming back into the two it, o'clock? Maybe hour? Maybe we can
0: do that. Maybe you can rectify your wrongs and get us back on track. By the way, Giants uh, giving up another touchdown. Uh, touchdown. A Chan escapes for a big run. So they're now down fourteen. Um, Nothing. Uh, they got their first sack today. Uh, I'm sorry, their first turnover today, which is encouraging. You got to take baby steps with the Giants. Uh, but they're still trailing by two touchdowns. Uh, quick looks at the scores. Falcons up 7-6 on the Texans. Lions still up two touchdowns, 14-0 on the Panthers. You've got the Colts, who welcomed uh, Jonathan Taylor back into the fold. They're up 10-3 on the Titans. Patriots. I mean, their quarterbacks holding them back. Great, great defense. But Mac Jones, another pick six. They're down fourteen nothing at home to the Saints. Then you've got the Ravens up ten nothing on the Steelers. Jake, you said that you're gonna go out watch the games today. You're feeling some wings.
1: Today is a wing day, Ty. You know the 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 Jets have not lost a game this year when I've had wings while watching. Now to be fair, I haven't had wings yet while watching the Jets. (laughs) But no one needs to know that. So keep that between us. So we're going with wings. Wings will get us going. As we watch the uh, the Jets and the Broncos and the rest of the late window slate when we get off the air. Now, what
0: kind of wings are we talking? Because this tells I'm me the Buffalo type of guy. person you. Okay, Buffalo, mild or, or
1: hot? Uh mild, but uh, closer to hot than like no no spice at all. You know, I I don't want it to be like flaming hot, but I do want some. I do want some. Uh, some, some hotness, too. I do want a little spice. So, like, mild slash, like, medium would be my preference.
0: Now, you could tell a lot about a person, you know, based on a couple of things. Yeah, hairstyle, you got the carrot top, nicknames, you're going with the ass man because we know what you like to do in your personal time. But this is a pretty big one. When you got the wings, you know, at your disposal, are you dipping that bad boy in, in blue cheese or in ranch?
1: How do you feel if I tell you I enjoy both?
0: I, that's that's worse than telling me you're you're pro ranch and not blue cheese. Really? That's okay. worse.
1: That's fair. I so I, I love blue cheese and my brother actually went to school up in Buffalo, so I've had like the best of the best wings up there before. But I, I love ranch and blue cheese. Like I always order both. And I'll say this I honestly, I think it's worse if you don't actually get, you know, buffalo wings on the bone. Like if you if you start doing boneless, boneless wings, yeah, you're, you're a godless, fraud. You know, to quote Don LaGreca, you are a fraud because that's you know what that is? That's a chicken, chicken tender, tender with <laughs> buffalo sauce on it. All right? Put some respect on the buffalo wing and actually have it on a damn wing if you want me to take you seriously. I'm with
0: you a 1000% and I got to go blue cheese just because I need the sauce to lessen the intensity of the wing I, i'm a little sensitive to spices so i'll go mild and i'm the type of person where you know how it goes in is how it comes out if you if you are following what i'm saying mm. so that 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 burning in the stomach i can't have it happen so i gotta dip it in the blue cheese
1: do you keep tums with you when you're eating wings is that what you're talking i me? should
0: i should But a lot of water's got to be next to me, man, because I get dramatic. Wifey tells me all the time, babe, you're being so dramatic. It's not even that hot. But I have a sensitivity. I have a sensitivity. Uh, And, you know, that's just what. But I, I do love the wings. So I might go wings today as well. It's been a long time. I've been trying to you know, do the whole six-pack thing. But today might be a, a, a day that I indulge in some wings just because you've convinced me.
1: I've been told by Robert Sala personally that if you don't consume wings during the game today, the Jets will lose. Oh. And Marty in Brooklyn will be jumping up and down, <laughs> you know, rooting on his Denver Broncos.
0: Speaking of the Jets, let's go back to the phone lines. Orlando's in Queens. What's up, Orlando?
6: Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, hope you're having a great day. Jake, I love you, man. Thanks for everything you do um, for the Jets and all that. And, um, I am a believer, so I know Zach Wilson obviously has let down a lot of us, um, many times, obviously. But, um, I don't know. This year, I'm seeing two steps forward, one step back. You know, I have Josh Allen in the back of my mind. Like, he took a good three year step. And, uh, so, you know, if you take the first game, Zach was, you know, he was okay, especially in, in that given situation. The second game, you know, the Jets didn't do very well. But, um, according to people that, that looked at the, uh, the video, um, you know he did all right um you know pertaining to those circumstances again, and he had the very the bad game against the the pats and then last year uh last week um he did very good I, actually that could be his best game ever, so hopefully you know especially like um with the Broncos defense playing the way they are today um that can have um at least a decent game, and so we 're talking about that would be two good games in a row and then um then maybe like uh, a bad game uh, next year, uh, next week, but then that'll bring us to the bye and then a a good comeback game from the, uh, when we come back uh, from the bye. So I'm just saying, you know, hopefully two steps forward, one step back. And, um, you know, I still think he can be, I know I might be completely Wrong and disheartened again, but he. I I think it's still possible for him to be a, a decent quarterback for the Jets. Thank you, guys. I right, well,
0: appreciate the call. I mean, we're hoping that that's the case. We've got to see a lot more than one game just to kind of reverse course here. Jake, I don't know how you feel about this, and we've got to hit a break soon, but watching the Saints go up 21 nothing on New Orleans— makes me feel that much worse about the Jets losing to this team, New England, in Week 3. I mean, what a a disaster that was. And I I was there for it.
1: Oh, I feel terrible for you. My brother was there at this game. You're sitting in the rain, and the the defense allowed 13 points, and you lost. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers, his Mr. Positivity, said on the McAfee show that week, hey, defense only allows 13 points. Uh, That's a game we gotta win. I mean, New England should be 0-5 right now (laughs) without that game. I mean, they're not any good. I mean, Mac Jones is terrible. He's seemingly is regressed. I think it's Bailey's happy time sooner rather than later for New England. They're just not that good. So for the Jets to lose to them again because Zach Wilson was you know puking all over himself in that one, it's just it's painful, man. I mean, think about how much different you'd be feeling about the yep. Jets if they were two and two right now instead of one and three facing a must win.
0: I mean, look, they had three chances in the final two and a half minutes of that game, even with the safety to win it, and, and it came down to Zach not being able to make the plays, and then how how excruciating was it to, to watch Randall Cobb almost had that Hail Mary that would have won them the game. Ah, man, it was so disgusting. But, you know, you don't want to hold on to what's happened in the past. It's just every time New England plays, like when they got embarrassed by Dallas last week and now they're getting embarrassed by New Orleans, I think that they really lose to this team. 800-919-3776. Ty Butler, Jake Asman. We wrap the show when we return right here on 98.7 ESPN.